Okay, folks, we are in Lesson 11 today. We're going to continue on, actually finish up our discussion concerning justification in the book of Romans. We're in chapter 5. We're going to be specifically looking at verses 12 through 21. And I want us to think for a moment about who he's writing to. Remember, he's writing to a church he hasn't visited yet. It's a church in Rome. And I want you to remember what the, the churches at this time in church history were primarily made up, and they were primarily made up of Jewish Christians. And so if you remember part of Paul's argument all along the way, he's anticipating questions concerning the issue of justification from his Jewish listeners, and specifically because they felt that they were justified by keeping the law, or they felt they were justified by who they were as Jews. And one of the primary things that they would say is is that they are the children of Abraham. Well, we're going to talk today about how Paul actually goes back a lot farther than Abraham, all the way back to the first human being, Adam, and shows us what we actually receive from Adam, and there's no way you can justify yourself based upon your ancestry. And, and, and oftentimes that happens in churches as well. People will think that they're okay in church because they, you know, their, their family has always gone to church, so therefore they're okay. Well, the reality is, is that unless you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're not okay. And just because Grandma's always gone to this church doesn't mean that you're going to be okay. So we're going to see that actually our ancestry, our common father, and we all have a common father here, it's it's Adam, and you can also say Noah, and from Adam we've received something that really we don't want to, really it's not a great gift that he's given us, it's the gift of death. So let's look, first of all, we're going to look at verses 12 through 14. And talk about the reign of death. So notice with me. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there was no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. All right, so let's talk about the reign of death. First thing I want you to notice is this. Sin entered the world through the sin of Adam. You know, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, and you can find that passage, you notice I have a reference there in your notes, in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 24, when you go all the way back to the beginning, in the garden, in, in paradise, God gave them one command, not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was Just one command, one law. And they chose to disobey and sin by breaking God's law. Now, Because of that sin, sin is then imputed or accounted to every single human being since then. 
sin entered into the world through the sin of Adam. And we see that there. That's that's our legacy. That's Adam's legacy to the human race. And it's not necessarily something that we are happy about. Or, you know, it's not something that we cherish as far as our memory of our common ancestor, Adam. So notice now, because of Adam's sin, death spread to all men because all have sinned. So because of Adam's sin, remember, he said, if you do this, you'll surely die. Well, he's talking about physical death and spiritual death. And the reality is, is that because of sin entering into the world, Every single human being, unless Jesus comes back, is going to die a physical death. And then ultimately, if they don't know Jesus Christ, they're going to die a spiritual death. So death has entered into this world, physical death has entered into this world through Adam because of sin. Now, He says something interesting in verse 13. Look at what he says about the sin in the world. For unto the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there is no law. All right, so what is he saying here? First of all, sin was in the world before the law was given to Moses. Everybody, we acknowledge that, right? We see that in in the record of Genesis, that sin existed in the world before Moses even received the law. Okay, sin was in the world and death reigned because everybody up to the time of Moses died. And everybody since the time of Moses has died. But here's what he's saying. Here's the point that Paul's making. Before the law, sin was not a transgression of the law. Before the law, sin was not a transgression of the law. was not there to tell you what was God's law, what was his rule at that time. But sin did exist. People sinned against God. And they and they will be judged for that. But he wants to make a point here. Notice what he says here, verse 13. For unto the law sin was in the world. So sin has always existed. But the issue of sin was is that it was not accounted to men, imputed to men, when there is no law. Okay, so it's not like you're accountable to what you don't know about is what he's saying there. But he goes on in verse 14, and he's going to talk about death's reign. So notice what he says there. Death still reigned in the world from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. So even though it wasn't accounted to men, imputed to men as as a transgression, death and sin reigned in the world from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. This was true for everyone whose sin was not like Adam's transgression against God. So, you know, Adam's transgression against law is that he broke the one law that God created. Don't eat from that tree. But death still reigned in everyone else's life, even though they did not transgress God's spoken word law. Okay? Spoken word law. And why is the, what do we want to see there? Adam then is a type, the Bible uses the word type, or pattern of the one who was to come as the representative head. So Adam is a type or pattern 
of the one who was to come as a representative head. So Adam really is the representative head of all humanity and that all humanity are sinners and condemned to death. But he's also a type, a pattern of one who is to come. Now who's that one to come? Jesus, because he's actually going to bring something else to us, which we know is the promise and which we're going to talk about here in a few moments. So notice now with me the free gift. Look at what it says in verse 15 and 16. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the grace and the gift by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For judgment came from the one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses result, resulted in justification. All right, so let's talk about this for now. It's interesting. What's he saying here? Okay, look with me what he's saying here. First of all, what is it about this free gift? Well, it's not like the offense. The free gift is not like the trespass and its consequences. So we're talking about types and representative heads from Adam. His action resulted in a a transgression or a trespass against God's law. And the consequences of that was all humanity is now condemned. All humanity are sinners. They sin. Therefore, they're going to die, and they're going to die spiritually. But the free gift, which comes through Jesus Christ, is not like that transgression of Adam's, because it doesn't result in the same thing. Okay, so that's what he's saying here. Through, through, though, through Adam's sin, many have experienced death. Folks, the reason why people die today, the reason why we have funerals, is because many sin, all sin, and so therefore all die. All die. Death is in the world because of sin. Grace and salvation abounds towards many through Jesus Christ. So when we talk about the free gift, what abounds to, because of Jesus... Grace and salvation abounds to many. It's available. It overflows to many. So when you talk about grace, it overflows to the many who believe, who put their faith in Jesus Christ. So the free gift is not like that which came through Adam. Aren't you glad for that? The free gift is not like that which came through Adam. Because through Adam, it wasn't really a gift, was it? It was it's a, it's a terrible tragedy. It's a consequence of his sin. But because of Jesus, there is a free gift that comes to us um, that is the gift of grace and salvation. Now, judgment resulting in condemnation comes to all mankind through Adam. What Adam gave to us, Paul's saying here, is just flat out judgment. Judgment. As a consequence of our sin. We are a judged people because of our sin. So then, the free gift followed many trespasses to bring justification. Now what in the world is he talking about here? How is it that because of sin, 
The free gift comes and brings justification. What in the world is he talking about here? Well, think about it for a moment. I want you to think about it for a moment. What resulted in our justification, our salvation? What resulted in that? The death on the cross. Would you say that that was because of sin? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ, the perfect one, was sinned against in that he was what? Taken, beaten, mocked, falsely accused, falsely tried, found guilty, scourged, mocked still, tortured, endured brutality up until the time of the cross, placed on a cruel, torturous cross, and then continued to be mocked, continued to be uh, suffer until he died for us on the cross. Now, would you say that all of those actions that took place against him were righteous actions or were they sin? They're sin. So, the free gift followed many trespasses. Not that Jesus is the one who made the, did the trespasses, but the trespasses were committed against him in order to bring justification. Okay? In order to bring justification. So, notice now, verses 17 to 21, we're going to talk about one man's obedience, Jesus' obedience. Look with me. Look at what it says there. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense judgment came to all, resulting in condemnation, even so through through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in Justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense may abound. And where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace must reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to focus on these verses in, in, in this final section of our lesson. So let's talk about one man's obedience. So first of all, let's talk about the provision of grace. So the first thing you need to notice is, is that just like death entered through one man's sin, grace and righteousness through Jesus Christ. So just like Adam brought to man death and sin through his action, through the obedience of Jesus, grace and salvation, grace and righteousness come to all. That's what Paul's saying here. So through Jesus Christ, many will reign in life because of the abundance of grace. You don't have to wonder, what's it going to be like when you be with Jesus, especially when you consider the failures in your life. And do we all recognize that here, that we all recognize that we are sinners, that we commit sin, that we don't do right? And we willfully and ignorantly sin. But do you understand, because of his provision and his grace, the abundance of grace, and and it's like the overflowing of his grace, 
you and I are going to reign with him. Not because of us, because our salvation isn't based upon us, but because of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. And our faith that he has done it all for us. There is an abundance of grace and, and we will reign in life because of that obedience of grace. Judgment, Paul says, that results in condemnation came to all through one man's sin. So again, he's going to use that comparison here. He's going to say, hey, judgment comes to all of us because of one man's sin. Because it made us sinners and we experienced death. But through Jesus' righteous act, the free gift came to all men. The free gift is available to all men because of Jesus' righteous act, because he willingly went to the cross and died for us. That's what he's saying here. This free gift resulted in justification that brings eternal life. This free gift, this free gift from God, resulted in justification my having a standing before him, my being accepted, my salvation, my not needing to worry about my sin anymore because it's been taken care of, this free gift resulted in justification that brings eternal life. That justification, that standing that I have before God now, brings me to eternal life, brings eternal life to my life. So here, notice again, through one man's sin, many were made sinners. So again, contrasting Adam and Jesus here, he's wanting to show that our ancestry here is that through one man's sin, we're all sinners. Remember what the Jews were thinking? The Jews were thinking they're okay because they're Jews. Their father was Abraham. They, they followed the law of Moses. They were circumcised. And he's saying here, no, 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 don't you understand all of us, because we all belong to Adam, are condemned. And we were made sinners. All of us, every single one of us were made sinners. And through one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. You know, you and I have been made righteous because of one man's obedience. We have been made righteous because of one man's obedience. The law was given so that sin would increase and the need for salvation was exposed. Here, Paul's again saying the whole purpose of the law. The law reveals sin and therefore because of the law, sin abounds. Why? Because sin is being revealed to us because of the law. But it also shows us why, what we need. The law's purpose is that it shows us our desperate need for Jesus and his salvation. Because we can't do it. You can't do it. We need to get the, get a grip on that. We can't, we can't do anything for salvation. And so here's what he says. This is amazing. Where sin and grace increased, where sin increased, the grace of God increased even more. The grace of God increased even more. Where sin increased, The grace of God increased even more. So where sin is, there's even more grace. Isn't that amazing? There's, you can't outsend God. You can't get yourself to the place where there is no forgiveness. Because where sin is, there is even more grace than sin. That's how awesome it is. So notice now, even as sin reigns in death, grace reigns 
through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus. Even as sin reigns in death, grace reigns in righteousness to eternal life through Jesus. Even as sin is reigning and death is reigning, there is, my friend, grace that is available to all. It is in control. It is reigning through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Now, what we're going to do next week is we're going to look now as Paul moves his argument to the next step. He's, you know, he's told us about how all the world's condemned. He talks to us now about that there's nothing we can do. No one seeks after God. And then that there, he then moves to the discussion of justification, which we just wrapped up here, that it's all about Jesus, not about us. So the, the natural question is, is what do we do with that? What do we do with the reality of the justification that we have in Christ? And so we're going to enter into a discussion of sanctification, becoming like Christ. We're going to talk about sanctification. And so we're going to look at that next week in chapter 6.